Hello gamers, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Cartridge Club. If you are new to the club, I'll quickly explain what we are. The Cartridge Club is a community of content creators and gamers of all generations. I'm Sean, player one, along with my brother Mark, player two, we host a monthly book club for gamers. We pick a game and invite everyone in the club to play along, and then we select three people to come on this show and discuss the game everyone played. There will be heavy spoilers. You have been warned. Without further ado, let's meet our panel this month. First up, we have a Cartridge Club member who's been around for a very long time, who we attempted to get on a show, I think, three years ago. And it didn't sync up with uh, finals at the time. Um, and uh, arguably the, the biggest fan of this month's game on the planet. And someone I'm very excited to be talking to. Thanks for joining us, Mr. Rusty Lewis. Hello, everyone. It is an absolute honor to finally be on the show. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, so we've, I mean, we've sort of been interacting for, oh man, it's been forever, it feels like. I, I can't think of a time when I had a Twitter account or I, I was on uh, uh, in the club and I didn't talk to you, you know, and interact with you. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is, this is, I'm pumped. This is a super exciting moment for me. Uh, so I'm really happy you're here. And uh, likewise, it's it's great to be here. <laughs> um, so if anybody's interested in where they can find you, what it is that you do, or uh, ways to follow you, why don't you let them know now? Yeah, so my Twitter handle is at RELewis2011. You can also find me on YouTube. There's some very embarrassing videos dating back to 2010, I believe. That's when I started my YouTube channel. So, um, yeah, heavily... <laughs> Uh, talk about Kingdom Hearts, all things uh, Nintendo 64, 90s, Disney, and uh, I'm probably also one of the biggest Lord of the Rings fan, fans, uh, both the movies and video games. So I talk a lot about that on my channel as well. Uh, it's been a while since I've done videos. Um, YouTube gaming community is just not what it once was, but uh, occasionally I'll be posting uh, some new content up there as well. So again, my YouTube channel, RELewis2011, as well as my Twitter handle. Nice. How many times would you say you've watched the Lord of the Rings trilogy? Um, let's see. How old am I? Twenty-five. So, um, eighty, ninety times. I don't know. Um, Why? Wow. No, <laughs> no, I don't know how many times I've seen it. It's, it's definitely not my most watched movie. Um, but it's definitely in the double digits. I wouldn't say it's triple digits though. So, um. Something I revisit multiple times a year, no doubt. There's a, a Cartridge Club member whose name is Musty Hobbit, um, and you have just thrown down the gauntlet to him, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Musty, I'm going to have to see those numbers up. they got to get them way up. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so next up we have returning guest, uh, uh, a good friend of ours, and somebody who I recently met for the first time and was less disappointed than I expected to be from Bonus Barrel, the host, we have Rob. Hey, y'all. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, so before my dog barks again, Rob, why don't you let people know what Bonus Barrel is and where they can find you? Bonus Barrel is a podcast. We do why we are talk you talking about, like that? talk about games, and we, we talk about, sometimes talk about movies, too. Mostly just <laughs> games. We all have game industry experience. And to be serious for a moment, there's a new hashtag I want to I want to get going called uh, P2 for BB, and we really want to get uh, a P2 on Bonus Barrel as a mostly uh, permanent host. So tweet him, uh, peer pressure him, 
Get him to join our show while he's neglected by his brother who's who's guarding our country. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to have time because me and Lef, uh, I, I guess I should tell you, we're starting up our own podcast, me and Lef and Marshall. It's going to be a new three-man crew. <laughs> but you're welcome to guest on there anytime oh, you want. I, I love it. <laughs> it's going to be great. That's hilarious. Um, that hashtag might be successful if P2 continues to check Twitter, but I'm pretty sure he's deleting it when I deploy. <laughs> I'm going to text him. I'll text him it all the time. Oh, yeah, you got my number now. Oh, boy. <laughs> and last and certainly not least, uh, we have one of the only solo podcasters that I listen to. Uh, it's a very elite list. Uh, this gentleman is among, I believe it's a group of three. Um, I'm very excited to have him on the show. This is his first time on the Cartridge Club. Uh, he's a little nervous to be here. When we told him that we had a spot for him, he was like, I'll beat the game right now. I can beat it right now. You want to beat the, I'll beat the game right now. Let me just, I'll just beat the game and I'll come on the show. Um, which is good because I didn't. Thanks for being here, Josh. Oh, hey, what's going on? Um, some people see me around online. I'm at Frantic Society on Twitter. I do a podcast called Frantic Thoughts where I ramble incoherently for about an hour, 30 minutes, something like that. But yeah, it's a lot of fun and I'm, pretty stoked to be here i love kingdom hearts so what's up (laughs) awesome uh well that's a great segue into what we've been playing this month so i'm going to turn things over to my brother mark he's going to let everybody know um again what we've been playing and i'm going to try and get my one dog to stop humping my other dog (laughs) prove it okay so this month we were playing kingdom hearts bang 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 boo 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 actually i should say most yep. people were playing Kingdom Hearts. I am on the last chapter of yes. Resident Evil yes. Revelations. Um, so yes. let's get into it. So Kingdom Hearts was made by Square Enix. It was like a combination between Square Enix and Disney. What, what, where did that come from? I was blown away when I first heard about this back in the day. And uh, and it still holds up today, which is mind-blowing. This, this amalgamation of two giants coming together to make this incredible feat. Um, so yeah, it came out on PS2 originally. It's since been ported to PS3 and PS4. Pretty much any PS or uh, some sort of handheld device, you will find a version of Kingdom Hearts. Um, yeah, 2002 was the original release. Wow, two, that's 16 years ago. Wow. I can see why this was drenched in nostalgia for some people. <laughs> yeah, 16 years. Wow. So this is an action role-playing game, so it's not like the normal uh, Square Enix turn-based RPGs that you might be used to. This is more of a hack-and-slash-based um, so this is the first game that Tetsuya Nomura took as director, if I'm not mistaken, and I forgot to open Wikipedia. Um, yeah, so with that said, this was my first time actually playing the game. I remember being really excited to play it back in the day, and ju- it just never happened. Um, I remember the trailer. Do you guys remember the trailer? They 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 uh, played Simple and Clean a lot, and I was like, oh, man, I love Japanese music and stuff. Japanese stuff, Disney stuff, oh, this is going to be great. But for some reason, I never got to it. I don't know what happened. Um, but yeah, that's that's me. Um, so this <laughs> month, I, I only played it for a few minutes. I didn't get off the beach, but let's move on. What did you play um, it on? We're gonna... Mark, what did you play it on? <laughs> on PS3, the okay. Uh, the okay. 1.5 remake. Um, I seen. I did get to see uh, Titus and uh, and uh, Riku and uh, Waka. Yeah. So yeah. that's got to be most of the characters, right? So let's move on. Uh, good, let's start good. with Rusty. Rusty, we're going to give you the privilege of starting us off. Tell us about your memories with this game. How many times have you played this one? Um, Great question. So I originally played it on the PlayStation 2, replayed it. I don't think I replayed it again on the PS2. Played on the PS3, 
and and then I played it this time on the PS4. So um, three times I've gone through it to completion. Um, so yeah, j- just three times. Um, so I should start off by saying that this is actually my favorite game of all time. Boom. Um, you'll know if you've watched any of my uh, YouTube videos or even follow me on Twitter, you'll know that I'm a tremendous Disney fan. I was married. I got married in August. I went to Disney for my honeymoon. Um, just big time Disney fan. So going back, um, one of my best childhood friends, um, he had two older brothers. And so they always had um, the hookups when it came to all of the newest systems, all the newest games. Um, my love of the N64 uh, is greatly attributed to um, my buddy Scott and his older brothers introducing me to games like Perfect Dark and Jet Force Gemini and all these different things. And um, I can distinctly remember going over to his house one day, and we went, I went down in his basement, and his brothers were fighting one of the special bosses. Um, and uh, and again, full uh, full disclosure here, you know, full spoilers and everything like that. So hopefully yeah. this isn't gonna um, you know <laughs> affect anyone. Don't but worry anyways, about it. <laughs> yeah, so so I saw them um, fighting this special boss in Neverland um, at the clock tower. There was this giant, you know, heartless beast with these giant tentacle-like um, things coming out of its head. Or I, I, I can't even recall. But to me at the time, you know, I saw this, this wacky Japanese-inspired kid um, with this key as a weapon flying with Donald and Goofy fighting this thing with – you know, with Peter Pan music playing. I mean, to me, my mind was just completely blown. And I was just like, what, what is this, you know, game? I'd, I'd never seen anything like it um, at the time. And so, you know, I can, we continue to watch them play um, quite a bit of the game. And um, I actually do also dis- distinctly remember seeing the um, ending cutscene. So we must have watched them play the game to completion. But a great deal of the game I did not see them play. And oddly enough, it wasn't until like maybe a year or two later that I actually got the game for myself and um, a little bit of personal uh, history. So my parents got divorced when I was young mm-hmm. and my mom was a hairstylist. So oftentimes after school, I would have to go to work with her. Um, but thankfully, she had like this little um, room in the back of her shop where I had this little CRT TV nice. hooked up with my PS2 and man, I, I'd get – the hookups at the local um, gas station, I get a giant like 32-ounce Polar Pop <laughs> and uh, some Laffy Taffy or some hot tamales, man. And I would just crank out Kingdom Hearts for like three or four hours until we'd go home that night. That's and so awesome. a lot of my memories are tied to just playing back. It tucked away in this room with my sister watching me, um, just getting completely engrossed into this world uh, with Sora and all of my favorite um, Disney childhood characters and friends. So. Uh, that, that sounds kind of, amazing. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of my like my little history of the game, um, playing it and everything. So just another uh, quick question for you: Did you have any Final Fantasy experience, any Square uh, SquareSoft experience before this? Funny. So I went into a game crazy back in the day. Uh, they were part of Hollywood Video, if anyone's familiar with that. But I picked up a copy of Final Fantasy VII. I was probably nine or ten at the time. I popped it in and was completely disinterested i just i didn't have the patience uh my young self playing the game so it wasn't until much much later far after you know playing through kingdom hearts that i um had any kind of love or appreciation for king uh, for final fantasy so um you know seeing cloud and things like that to me it was just like it's just oh, it's, it's just another guy you know that's sad yeah that's, yeah, interesting. that's, half, that's literally it's, half the fun 
It is. <laughs> That's why playing through now was just having played now played through Final Fantasy seven and nine and, and and I actually haven't played eight, but at least seven and nine and, and I'm actually starting ten now to see some of these characters into the game. Oh, nice. I had such a great more appreciation of the game, you know, seeing how they were able to um so perfectly meld these two worlds together. I thought it was it was really That's... cool. That's fascinating to me. So it was actually Disney that got you into Square, right? And then, yeah, that's pretty interesting to me, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay. Cool. We're we're right on. So um, and now you get to play through it again, and we get to hear if he still holds up for you. So that's good. All right. Yep. Um, we'll go now to Rob. Rob, tell us about your first experiences uh, with Kingdom Hearts. Okay. So let me think here. Uh, I was. Mm, it was my first year of college. I was taking art fundamentals or an animation, actually. So there was like a lot of um, Disney influence there too. Like it was that was mostly what the school was about was learning to be an animator and that that type of style. Uh, and at that point in my time in my life, I'd pretty much only played Japanese or JRPGs, mostly on PlayStation and Game Boy Advance. Um, and I was obsessed with Final Fantasy. Like it was my Final Fantasy VII, still my number one game of all time. Uh, and I would played every, I think I'd, up to that point, which would have been 10, would have been the last mainline released. I would played every game in the series. Uh, so I was just stoked. And <laughs> I remember seeing the trailer and I would see, I think I was like buying EGM or official PlayStation magazine. And they would show screen screenshots. And there's one of Cloud and his weird getup. And I was like hell bent. I was like, I needed <laughs> to see Cloud. Because Cloud, we'd only, only seen at that point in uh, his first uh, initial incarna incarnation as right. uh, as you know, p crappy looking polygonal cloud in FF7. So seeing him on a PlayStation 2 was a massive deal to me. And I was the highest I've been on Disney since I was a kid at that point because it was something at the time I was considering for a career. So because Final Fantasy means so much to me and, and just like seeing, oh yeah, and Squall is like my second favorite Final Fantasy character. So Squall and Cloud in the same game, I was, I was, I don't know how I was able to sit after seeing the, the previews for that. Um, so <laughs> I remember vaguely, so this game came out in September, I think. And I remember, so I lived in a really small town. They didn't have a Walmart. It didn't have a game store. There was a blockbuster, but it wasn't like it was up to date. So I don't know how I got this game. And I was thinking about it tonight. I'm like, where the fuck did I get? The, oh, sh where the heck did I get that, uh, <laughs> that game? Uh, Cause I, I remember desperately looking, going to like weird now defunct places called, like, I think it was called, uh, oh, what was that old, 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 uh, this is a Canadian thing, but it was like, a, mm -hmm. like a, like I want to say the circuit or or the source or something. I don't think that's it, but it was like older than that. Maybe it was, I can't. Maybe it was Radio Shack. Maybe could have been Radio Shack. Or I think it was circuit, even more obscure than that. Anyways, C or or? I was going around looking for what, seeing if they had it and, and they didn't have it, and the, there was a Zellers there and they didn't have it, and I was just so to this day I don't know where I got it, but eventually I did get it, and I and I got like I. I was living with a friend at the time because we were in college and I moved this big comfy chair in front of the TV and I, I don't think I moved much at all that weekend. I just played straight and I, I was thinking about this day and I don't think I've ever been more hyped for any one thing than Kingdom Hearts. Like I've been hyped for lots of things over the years and stuff, but like that lasted a long time. And, and when you're younger, t things tend to feel a lot longer. And, True. and and also when you're poor, you don't have you have less distractions, less money for distractions. So I was counting the days until it came out and I was not even remotely disappointed uh, when I finally got to play it. Your mind must have been blown. What are the odds that that lined up perfectly for your for your life? <laughs> it, it was a really great crossing of uh, of worlds at the time. It's like it was meant for you. Fascinating. Wow. So you guys both have some really good backstories to this. Um, okay. Cool. How about you, Josh? What's your backstory with Kingdom Hearts? 
Uh, let's try to follow that up, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, when I was a kid, I was obsessed you, you with You just those, have to uh, beat, I didn't get off the beach. So, the bar is really low. <laughs> low bar. <laughs> really true. Uh, very low. That's, that's my goal now in the show. <laughs> Uh, so was not, when I was a kid, I was obsessed with uh, Disney movies like Aladdin and all that. And one day I went to the store. I don't know if y'all had it in Canada, but in the U.S. it's called uh, Funko Land. And I went there with my dad, which is one of the best memories I have with my father. We went inside there and uh, they had this game loaded up on the system there because you could test any game you want in the store. So the game that was loaded up there was Kingdom Hearts, of course, and it was on the Alice in Wonderland level. So I started playing this game. Now it, it blew me away. I'm like, how am I seeing these characters with these? At the time, I was 12 years old, so that's going to show how old I am, I guess. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I was like, how is this a, a thing, you know? And uh, I figured out when I was sitting in there in the store, he kind of just let me play as long as I wanted. I played for about an hour and a half in the store. But I discovered you could go to multiple stages and somebody had unlocked all the other stages. And I saw that there was an Aladdin world and a Nightmare Before Christmas world. It just blew me away. Uh, so later on in life, like I knew about Kingdom Hearts, but I had never owned it. And I always remember that memory of seeing that and playing that and being there with my dad and talking about the game. Nice. So uh, when I got older and I could afford to buy myself a PS2 and everything, um, I bought myself Kingdom Hearts and I sat there and mainlined this game from, you know, beginning to end. Nice. And I did, it feels like almost every single time something happens in my life, this game pops up. Uh, I fell in love with a girl and I ended up staying at her dorm for over three months. And pretty much all I did there was play Kingdom Hearts and <laughs> have a good time and talk to her. And I played nice. through the game again on PS2. So I just, Disney and this game, even though I do have little issues with the game that we'll talk about later, but I love this game just because it feels like every single part of my life I have little connections with people that I love, and that's, that's awesome. pretty awesome. Yeah, cool. so, yeah. Uh, that sounds great. Yeah. So all <laughs> of you have such great memories of this. Rob, do you remember where you put this in your top 100, your CC100, uh, by chance? No, but I'll find it in a second. But I was going to chastise you. Me? Like this is, yeah, yeah. So first of all, <laughs> oh, okay. I, got, I got some grievances <laughs> with you. This is yes. my last show with you uh, yes. until you join Bonus Barrel. And no, you didn't one. even play the game. You, you barely, sorry, you barely <laughs> played the game. You are not going out with a bang at all. You are just like, you're phoning it no. in. And That's why I'm you're here. Very disappointed. <laughs> uh, Kingdom Hearts was number 13 on my list. Oh, nice. That's but pretty I probably, high. I'd probably That's awesome. higher, to be honest, because I, I had to move some stuff around to get other games higher up. So Kingdom Hearts right. would uh, it would be my top 10, for sure. Wow. Wow. Josh, would it be in your top 10, too? Uh, I'm not sure top 10, but it's up there, for sure. I, I never actually ended up making a top 100 list. So There's still time. There's still time. <laughs> yeah, Always true. Time. Yeah. Okay, wow. So a lot of good memories. Uh, now we're going to jump to P1. We're going to hear his amazing memories. I can't wait. All right. So... <laughs> Uh, as a child, some of my favorite movies are Aladdin, Lion King, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast. Um, love these movies. My my first actual CD that I bought was the soundtrack to The Lion King. The third CD that I bought was Rhythm of the Pride Lands, music inspired by the soundtrack of The Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good soundtrack. Oh, man, that movie was great. And Aladdin, fantastic. I still know the words to most of the songs in that. 
Uh, I often sing Little Mermaid songs in the shower. My wife thinks it's very weird. Um, could you do it right I now? Just, could you give us a little bit I, now? I could. Bit. I'm not going to do that. Come on. No. Doodly, I, do, 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 do. <laughs> no, no, it's not going to happen. No. Can't resist. Um, <laughs> uh, please don't bark. Um, so, yeah. So, Disney, awesome. Uh, I was, by the time Hercules came around, I think I was a little too old for that one. I, I have still haven't seen Hercules. Um, but, uh, like, I think Hunchback of Notre Dame would have been the last Disney 2D animated that I was like, okay, this is the, you know, I'm watching this. Maybe Tarzan. I don't specifically remember Tarzan, though, but I remember Phil Collins. Um, so that's nice. Disney. And then Square Enix, I mean, come on. Final Fantasy IV, Final Fantasy VI, Final Fantasy VII, um, Final Fantasy IX, Final Fantasy X. These are games that I really enjoyed. Um, so when this game came out in 2002, I was actually 21, uh, and I was not playing PlayStation 2. Um, I don't know what I would have been doing. Working, I guess. Uh, drinking, partying, being, you know. Oh, lame. At the time, a 20, what I thought a 21-year-old was supposed to do to be cool. Turns out I was way wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was not doing what, it, what I should have been doing at all. Uh, so I didn't play the game then. I didn't even know it existed until, like, recently. Now, fast forward as I'm an adult um, in my 30s, and I find out Square Enix made a game with Disney. Oh, man, and it's old Disney. Oh, man, I love both of those things. This is going to be my favorite game. Um, so my first time playing Kingdom Hearts uh, was... So actually, my first time was I downloaded the demo for Dream Drop Distance, uh, I think that's what it is in the 3DS. Yeah. Um, back then, obviously, it had to be 3Ds in the 3Ds. title because it was a 3D game. Mm -hmm. Oh, um, yeah. Sugar. I just dropped <laughs> in my no, that's good. No, that's good. Okay, I want to know how you did not know it, it existed. Like, how is that even possible? Hold on. <laughs> Answer for him, Mark. Uh, okay, I'm, yeah. I'm back. Um, so... Oh, I just I wasn't really playing games. I missed like the whole PS2 GameCube era. I was I would have been playing like EverQuest or EverQuest 2. Um, when wow. did Warcraft come out? 2006, <laughs> 2003. Gamer. 2003. Okay, I was playing Warcraft. Um, yeah. So four actually. Okay. Um, so yeah, I just I didn't I missed it. I didn't really know it was a thing. Um, then as an adult, when I got a Wii and a PS3, I was like, oh, this is this is a thing that exists. And I tried Dream Drop Distance, and I didn't like. The, why do I keep playing with this? And I didn't why? like. <laughs> I didn't like the combat. Uh, I was like, oh, I don't know about this. The camera's a little wonky. This guy's a little floaty. And at the time, I was like, oh, I don't know about these shoes on this Sora character. Mm. <laughs> I'm not feeling these. You don't like fun games, or you know. So, so I stopped playing it. I put it aside, and I was like, you know what? Maybe this is a game that'll wait. Uh, maybe someday there will be a, a book club for gamers, and this will come up, and I'll have an opportunity <laughs> to try it. Then, lo and behold, there is one, and I have some some minor input on what games get selected. Um, so I wanted to try it again. So I put it. I, I we've got Kingdom Hearts here. I put it in. I, now I played the. You're gonna have to bear with me because there's like a million different re-releases of this game. Uh, I played the PS4. 1.5 Final Mix HD Woo. version. Did yeah, I get yeah. that right? That's close. <laughs> That's close. That's correct. Um, and I got considerably farther than P2 did. I made it to... Uh, I'm currently in Agrabah. Um, like Aladdin but, Agrabah? Yeah. No, Peter yeah. Pan Agrabah. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I really like the story. I really like the art style. 
I like the music. I am enjoying the characters more than I thought I would. Um, I could use maybe a little less Goofy and Donald and a little more Final Fantasy. But um, I'm, I'm all of that I enjoy. But unfortunately for me, the controls just aren't there. Um, so I, I stopped in Agrabah. I was like, I can't, I can't keep trying to jump on these rooftops anymore. But uh, yeah, so that's that's my experience <laughs> with it. Classic street rash. <laughs> yeah, bad. Um, yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. Was there is there a Lion King world? I don't know. I assume so because I can summon Simba. So maybe no, there is. There is a no, Lion King world. Oh, that's, that's right. I so I can summon him because his world was destroyed, and some people whose worlds are destroyed are trapped in these little uh, Whoa, Pokeballs. Worlds get destroyed? Man, Man play the game. game. Play this the is going to kill me, dude. I can't, wait. I can't wait to get into the story. It sounds really good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to learn a lot today. It's going to make me want to play. I'm sure of it. All right. Well, that is all of our sort of first experiences and then uh, thereafter. Um, now we're going to get into the story of Kingdom Hearts. It's a big story, big, long story. What, like we said, we're combining two different worlds here, two mega worlds here. So let's let's get started. Um, who wants to talk about some of these? Well, first of all, let's get a synopsis of the uh, of the game. Who, uh, Rusty? Want to want to give us a, a rundown of the game? You can just read what P one wrote there if you can't think of something else to top your head. No, though. do your own. Come up, you you do your. That was I was like, what does Wikipedia say? Let's put that there. One of you, Rusty's this gonna is a rough somebody. Oh my gosh! <laughs> See. What's what's wild though about Kingdom Hearts is that I love it, but, and I don't want to like I mean, it's like going down a complete rabbit hole with and not to use a pun here with you know Alice in Wonderland, but yeah. <laughs> um, it it is so bizarre. Like I, I honestly cannot. I, I haven't played the Metal Gear games, but I've heard the stories are just bonkers. Like the Kingdom Hearts story are about as crazy as the name conventions for each of the games really? for these HD collections. I mean, it, mm-hmm. you can definitely simplify it i feel like in, in p1 you did a good job there um in the notes oh, but um shit. but like even uh, like i was going through a wikipedia and i was reading like the the, the last two paragraphs for the, for the end of the game and, and it's it, it's insane i mean it's just it's, it's insanity i love it for its its complexity but it is a little out there um so, i don't think it's as bad as people i don't think the first game is as bad as people make it out to be i think the series is disgustingly convoluted but i think the first game is there's still a you can still sum it down into a relatively coherent experience i agree right. and I mean, once you start getting into like organization 13 in the second game yeah yeah then it's like but then it's just like what mm-hmm. is it with the nobodies and um, i don't know what any of these things you guys are saying yeah you gotta play, you gotta play the game and then you'd understand at least all right well bit. sum up this game for me. rob can you sum it up in two sentences no but i can do a paragraph uh Sora and friends go on an adventure to save worlds Oh, that's it? No, that's not. But that's what you you're you're like no man sky, me. but it's making like, with Disney. I don't know. Uh, Sora and friends want to leave island. Uh, heartless attack as they are consuming the hearts of worlds. Sora gets separated from his friends, chosen by the Keyblade, meets up with Donald and Goofy, who are dispatched by Mickey to find Rob, Rob, Wheeler. Explain. What? So pretend I'm your child, and oh, you know man, what an ugly baby. No, no, I'm, here, I'm your ugly. Up. I'm your ugly baby. And I'm like, All right, Dad, let me see if I can do that. I don't Dad, why don't you tell me about your 13th right. favorite game? Tell me the story me. of your 13th favorite game. Your, your, three dads, your three dads are going to tell you the story of the game. Son, sit on my lap. All right. <laughs> you, see, you, see, you see, son, me and your dads, we're going to talk to you about Kingdom Hearts. Uh, it's this tale of a, of a boy named Sora who lives on a magical island surrounded by water. 
parents exist, but you don't ever see them. He has two friends. Wait, what? Explain that to me. He, you just don't ever see that. There's, there's people who live on that island, but you only ever see in the first game <laughs> the three kids. You I have thought they were shipwrecked there. They, no. they live there? They live there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's a whole there's a whole village there you don't see. So Sora and his best bud slash rival slash ship, uh, Riku, uh, and his love interests and 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 uh, <laughs> what what do they call it? Uh, one true pairing, Kyrie. Uh, they they live together, but they want to escape the island. They're bored of their of their life, and so they, you know they want to get out. Sora's having weird dreams. There's creepy people coming by, and so then one night they they make they make this boat, sun. And they're they're gonna sail away. They're gonna leave this island, uh, but they get attacked by the Heartless. Sora goes into some like weird trance, and uh, uh, he's confronted by the Heartless. I, the Keyblade is is awakened in him. Uh, the game doesn't explain exactly how he has it, but I believe other games do explain how he has it. Anyways, so he has a Keyblade. Uh, the whole island is being attacked. So so the Heartless are attacking that world. They're consuming it, and um, I believe. Now, one of the other fathers can jump in. How do you recall exactly when he, or when and how he leaves it? Because he's separated from the other two kids, and he wakes up in uh, Traverse Town, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, when after he, um, him and Riku kind of separate, he goes to the cave and he sees Kyrie, yeah. and that door opens and it like basically explodes and the island's destroyed and he gets sucked away into into Traverse Town essentially is, is kind of my understanding. Something yeah. exactly. So the island you say the island got destroyed? Yeah. yeah. Heartless mm -hmm. are they're langoliering everything. And so heartless. So, <laughs> uh, and so you know he wakes up in Traverse Town and, and uh, at that point um he soon meets the uh, Donald and Goofy. you might know them from from Disney, the Disney franchise. Oh the Goofy movie. Yes. 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 He, the first appearance of the Goofy movie in 1995. <laughs> the first yeah. appearance of Goofy, and they, they, put, they, they put him in Kingdom Hearts anyway, despite being relatively unknown. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So, so what we we see a, a scene at some point where King Mickey, who is you know he's he has zippers on, and he 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 also has keyblades. Anyway, so he's been he's looking he's out doing his own thing, and he he dispatches uh, his his knight and his wizard, which of course is Donald and Goofy to go and find the Keyblade uh, wielder and help them however they can because because the Keyblade is like the best weapon against the, the Heartless. Hmm, okay. Someone else can jump in to continue the story because you wanted the story, right? Yeah, no, this is good. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So now he's where? He's still in Traverse Town. <laughs> okay. which, one you, which one of you two want to take over for a couple of sentences or a couple paragraphs? Uh, I guess I will. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, yeah. Well, I would just call him Anime Mickey, which is pretty <laughs> fair, I would say. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Donald and Goofy, and with the help of uh, the Chipmunks, make the Gummy Ship, where they can go to different planets, different worlds, based on different Disney properties. And uh, I feel like most of the time I end up going to Alice in Wonderland first. <laughs> and basically, oh, you they get to pick where to go. Oh, that's yeah, cool. You, kind of. Kind of, sort of. They most of the time it's just like, okay, here's your one path. But sometimes you get branching paths, yeah. and uh, you go through these gummy ship sections, which are kind of boring, in mm. my opinion. And, and uh, you go to Alice in Wonderland and Nightmare, um, Nightmare Before Christmas, and Aladdin, and a bunch of different places based on Disney properties and help them solve problems. But basically, what happens is uh, Maleficent 
is in the background. This story is pretty convolu- convoluted, isn't it? But uh, mm-hmm. she's in the background, uh, un- and they discover I, they can unlock. I just want to point dark- out that Rusty started this conversation with this story is bonkers. It's not that bad. It really bad. is. They're they're going world to world because they're looking. He's looking for for Kyrie and Riku, and there's they have yes. to go to world to world to seal the, the the heart of the world. If they seal the heart with the Keyblade, and the Heartless can't devour that world. So, oh, okay, cool. So that's why they go. He, that's why that's like the Donald and Goofy is like trying to lead him to do those things, and he's trying to find his friends. So it's kind of like, hey, let's work together. We both have similar goals, right? Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, why would Riku and Ka- Kyrie be in one of these worlds? Like, how would they have gotten? Well, he doesn't there? know where they're at. Okay, they disappear, okay. They disappear on the island, right? Okay. And, okay. Um, there, there is um, like he mentioned Maleficent, who's kind of like seems like the ringleader of this, but it's actually an organization, uh, like a, a Sinister Six equivalent of, yeah. of uh, what's the music comic term of uh, of uh, Disney villains. So you have like Jafar and and uh, fucking oh, Oogie Boogie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. What, what's the swear allotment on this show? I think I passed you, it already. You've yeah, already you, used it. You've <laughs> actually used everyone else's as well. So. <laughs> 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 Anyways, yeah, so they're traveling world to world, like you said. Okay, yeah. cool. Okay, so yeah, they go world to world, and then uh, so Maleficent is the uh, the big baddie. Who's running the six? She seems like the big baddie. Sort of, yeah, sort okay, of. yeah, yeah, sort of kind of. <laughs> I mean, we're doing we're doing full spoilers, uh, so let's hear it. It's not Maleficent. Oh, yeah, is it really that. Donald? Because I've had a, I've had a <laughs> suspicions about him. It's Pluto. He's not actually a, a weird dog. He's a guy in a, in a dog suit. <laughs> Who Wait, what is, is this weird role play going on with the rest of his his world? What's what up with Pluto? Goofy? I want to know what's up with Pluto. Anyways. Is Goofy a dog? <laughs> what is Goofy? Goofy's a dog. And Pluto's <laughs> a dog. But one of them is treated like a dog and one's treated like a person. It's a so weird situation. Of it. It's very strange. It's, it's a weird situation. So so Maleficent seems like she's in charge of the Sinister Sticks. Right. Uh, and am I wrong? Did I see the Oogie Boogie Man in there? You mean yeah, he's from, in there? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, Rust. Rusty, did, did you want to? Because we've we've talked more. Did you want to tell explain the Sinister Six to uh, to these guys? Very well moderated. The Sinister Six. Am I, Sorry, that, something here. That's a Spider-Man <laughs> reference to when his villains team up together to take Spider-Man down. Is what what the uh, the, the syndicate of, of Disney villains remind me of. But they're they're oh. seemingly ruled by Melissa, but that's not actually the case. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and basically, Maleficent's plot. Okay, is to basically seek out each of the princesses of heart. So you got, you know, Alice, Snow White, um, Aurora from Sleeping Beauty. Uh, I don't know. Let's see if this is a this is a test here. If I can name all these people, um, Belle, uh, Jasmine. Did I say Alice? Alice. Uh, I think it's six. Uh, There's seven. There's seven total, I think. Um, this last one. Well, yeah, the seventh one is Kyrie. Yes, seventh one. Yeah, so Kyrie's the last one. Ariel's um, gonna be there, right? Because they're supposed Cinderella, to be Cinderella. Yeah, Cinderella. Okay, so but basically, they need each of their hearts to basically unlock the keyhole that leads to Kingdom Hearts, which is essentially a repository of knowledge, power, and the source of all hearts because reasons. And <laughs> so, uh, and then Kyrie, like you guys said, she she's the the eighth princess of heart that they need to to unlock that. And so, so yeah, I guess Maleficent um, is, is kind of the seemingly um, main per, or antagonist of the game. But once you get to Hollow Bastion, which is the last world, um, that's the home world of Ansem, where you end up fighting Maleficent. But then um, you get sucked into another world, which is the end of the world, where 
you end up fighting the the main antagonist Ansem, who's the keeper of all darkness, essentially. Um, yeah, yeah, and he helped to turn Riku to the dark side, basically. Exactly. Yeah, possessed yeah. him. Or something. Oh, yeah, fun yeah. fact. Oh, Sorry. Oh, fun, fun, fun fact about Hell Bastion. That's the homeworld of uh, Aerith, Yuffie, and Leon or Squall. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in the Kingdom Hearts world, there you go. And, sorry, not... what was the name of that world again? Hollow Bastion. Hollow Bastion. Oh, okay. Hollow. No, it's Hollow Bastion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. Yeah, Ansem. Is, this. You can you can read some of like Ansem's backstory in his personal mm-hmm. journals that you can find throughout the game. But like, I think they they kind of take him in a like they couldn't have had all this stuff planned that they did in the other games later on because it like like everybody like from this game out it. it gets really really hard to follow it's crazy i, I think but yeah. yeah it is yeah yeah and it's so awesome. what was that i said still awesome though yeah no it's great and, and and how everything plays out at the very end is it's intense it's also it's complex but it's also very satisfying i feel yeah. like um and some as a final boss we'll get into this probably as we i mean it's it's brutal i mean my 11 year old oh, self when i played the game um I cried like literally. Um, what? Yeah. Oh my God! Tell he me. Cried because he was hard, or <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he was brutal. Oh, okay. hard. Yeah, he um, hard brutal. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I mean, it's there's like a it's like a five form battle. So he's like, there's Gosh. five forms mm-hmm. to the final boss, and um, you know, the first two, I guess, maybe not so difficult, but towards the end, it's. I mean, it is brutal. I mean, for me, um, this time around, um, I don't want to get too thick into my experience playing. We're gonna probably do that later, but um, let's get back to the story. So you get to the end of the world and you find out that Kyrie is the eighth um, princess of heart, but her heart is locked in Sora. Okay. What? Yeah. So when, when destiny, what is it? Destiny Island or duh. Yeah. yeah so when, when destiny Island was destroyed, her heart was essentially sealed in, in Sora's body. Sorry. Um, so before we move on, is, are the hearts a physical thing? Like, can you touch these? Sort of, kind of. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. When you kill the heartless in the game, you'll see a little heart released into the air. Okay. Isn't that only for like the non-pure heartless? Like there's a, like there's a pure blood heartless and then there's like the other heartless, which is very strange. Yeah, like, one the of the, fact one that we're of having the... this conversation. Yeah, you're I... right. My bad. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> um yeah. I don't know. Like like I I see the heartless is basically there's if for lack of a like for more like easier to understand term, it's their soul. And yeah. in, in this world, yeah. their soul is is kind of tangible, but it can be transferred, and uh, and a body can exist without it technically. Yeah, no, I I agree with that for sure. Um, so yeah, this uh th- th- this last I'm like looking at this Wikipedia thing. I almost just want to read this paragraph. So, so Sora <laughs> has Kyrie's heart. It, it's yes. it, it's even better than that too. We, we didn't mention it, but so what happens is he finds Ky- uh, Kyrie, who's like in a comatose state. And he to to awaken her, he he find he realizes like his heart her heart's in there with him. So he uses a keyblade on himself to unlock yeah. her heart, which brings her heart back to her body. But then he loses his heart. He becomes a heartless. And oh, wow. what what could have been a really epic scene is actually quite short lived. I think they kind of handled it. Uh, they they rushed it, I think. But anyways, yeah. so you're wandering around that last stage as a heartless, and you can't do anything, and then you catch up with them, and and Donald attacks you, and but but. Again, they they did it so fast, but then Kyrie's like, "Oh, it's that's a, a, a Sora chain," Sora. and hugs him, and and then he turns back into to regular Sora. But this stuff kind of has later effects in the series 
which doesn't matter for the purpose it of the It sounded so good. It is okay. good. Play the game. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like I said, it's very satisfying getting to <laughs> yeah. see these cutscenes at the end of the okay. game for sure. Okay, so after this, they fight Ansem to, to finish the game? Pretty much. Pretty much. Mm -hmm. um, they, okay. So Riku goes missing uh, after he, after, um, well, Ansem like kind of takes over his body, right? And then he just disappears. Yeah, yep. that's true. Mm -hmm. And then you find out, so so basically, like uh, um, Rusty said, so you, you, beat, you beat that annoying ass boss, and they open the door to Kingdom Hearts, and you get, which I'll, I want to mention in the voice section later, but you get some pretty fun overacting. Uh, but the door opens to Kingdom Hearts, and light comes rushing out. They're like, ah, oh, Kingdom Hearts is in darkness, it's light. Uh, but they still have to close it. And I hope one of you two can tell me why, because I can't recall why they need to close it. But they have to close it, and, and you find out that King Mickey is on the other side of the gate with Riku, and you kind of have to close it from both sides. So then basically what has to happen is Riku, Donald, and Goofy seal off uh, Mickey and and Sora, who are kind of or, sorry, uh, Mickey and Riku, who are kind of like in this Shadow Kingdom Hearts world. It, it's getting a little confusing. Uh, so they're <laughs> stuck in there sense. forever. Well, not <laughs> yeah. Basically, basically well, to close that door to the Kingdom Hearts, they have to seal it from both sides because the dark can still leak out if they don't seal yeah. both sides. Pretty much. Oh yeah. So, so do they? How do they get out? play this the other games oh okay yeah. that's how it ends okay yeah. gotcha yeah cool, like at cool. the end of the at, at the end of the game you are with sora donald and goofy i guess it's in hundred acre woods that's what it looks like i'm not sure but you see pluto walk up with a letter from mickey and you don't really know what's going to happen they're like oh the adventure continues that's how it ends so that's, that's a really great thing. question where the hell are they do you know where they're at rusty where they're actually just like wandering around in that green field because i don't know what world they're supposed to be on the when that happened the hundred acre woods is in the game it's in a book in merlin's hut yeah i don't yeah, think that's, that's how where you... they're at yeah no i yeah. feel like they're um because in the second game you can actually go to the disney castle and it it, oh, it almost yeah. seems like that's that kind sense. of especially at pluto running around i feel like he right. would have to be disney castle that makes um, sense yeah 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 that was my understanding hmm. <laughs> So you understand now, right? The game makes complete sense to you, young child. Yes. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, dads. I get it. <laughs> that sounds Good. amazing. Now go play two. Um, how long is this game? How long did it take you guys to beat it? Uh, this playthrough took me thirty-six hours. Wow. So no joke. It's a legit long. Uh, well, it only took me twenty-one to beat it. Wow. Yeah, Nobody likes a bragger. So yeah. uh, well, my first, yeah. my first playthrough was was really long. Like, I did the extra bosses in Sephiroth and stuff, but this time I, I just played through the game. Oh, did you say Sephiroth? Yeah, he's, he's yeah, in he's in. Oh, that's amazing. We, we definitely need to talk about that. 100%. Tonight. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Okay, so that's the story. Let's move into gameplay. Um, like we said before, this is not a turn-based Square, uh, Square Enix RPG. This is a action RPG. I would love to hear all of your th thoughts on this very tight, very well-controlled gameplay, starting with P1. <laughs> uh, I don't know who wrote this outline, but I agree with pretty much exactly everything they said. Uh, <laughs> oh, Where's um, the thing with jumping? The jumping was oh, okay. man. So there's in, on Destiny Island. You might have actually played this part, Mark. Um, yes. On Destiny boat. Island, there's a, a portion where you have to race uh, Riku yes. um, to the other side of this thing. I don't remember why I was racing him. And there's one way you can go where you can jump across these platforms or you can run along the bottom, climb a ladder, and lose the race. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I I tried to 
I tried to jump across the the mushrooms. I think they were um, like trees. Hold on. Yeah, uh, and I can't. Yeah, he he got kind of a floaty jump. I guess he floats. It's very very. This game should have been turn based. If this had been a turn based RPG, I would have been all in. I'd have been like, There's yes, always. this is my jam. Um, and then make it 2D, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, play it. And then just re-release it on the Super Nintendo and call it Final Fantasy VI. <laughs> but no, I, I uh, the controls are what turned me off because I was digging the story. I was digging going to the different worlds, um, you know, seeing the like. Because when you're on these different worlds, it actually feels like you're on the worlds. You know, it's really cool to be face to face talking to Jasmine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To to be trying to help Alice, you know, not get her head cut off. This is this was cool stuff to meet Hercules and have, and the redesign. Of the, I love. Uh, we're gonna get to graphics, but uh, to, to meet the Final Fantasy characters, all this awesome story. I was I was I was all in. I was super on board for a really confusing, difficult to understand story about locking hearts away and sacrificing your friends. Um, this game is like the Last of Us, uh, <laughs> but it ends the way it should have. Um, <laughs> Oh. But the control is just, I was really, uh, and maybe you guys can tell me wrong. Me. Explain you mash combat. X, mash X, um, and then hope <laughs> the camera points at what you want. You can lock on, uh, I think it's with R1, um, but when that That's thing is dead, fair. Okay, when that well, thing on, is Robert. dead, then you have to lock on to the next thing, uh, which isn't bad. I mean, it's so be it. It's a PS2 game, but it feels like a PS2 game. It plays like a very early PS2 game. The jumping, it's, it's weightless jumping. It feels like he's in a, in a space without gravity. It's very floaty, and I find the camera hard to control, so that it makes difficult the platforming difficult. Um, and I kept waiting for, like, because this is an action RPG, so I kept waiting for, like, different combos or different moves I could do. And, mm. I mean, I mean, Musty told me that I can go buy things and, put like, like materia and put them in. For lack of a better term, uh, and put them into like awesome. no, it's not material. Um, uh, like I can buy abilities and use them, and I got like a dodge and stuff like that. But I never found like uh, combat was. I literally was just mashing X, and except when I was casting spells, and then I would hold L one and mash X. Oh, man, uh, that sounds rough. Did you use any magic? Like what's magic like? That's the magic. Thing? The magic is okay. It's just like you shoot something out of your keyblade. Um, okay, cool. How about uh, like controlling your different party members? No, they do their own thing. Okay, wow. Cool. Yeah. Which is good. And they seem like they're not, their AI is solid. They're not like, you know, running into walls and standing in a corner doing nothing. They're solid. Uh, they'll use their healing items and stuff like that. And you can heal them. You can heal the group. It has all of the pieces there. And I think if it had just, I don't know. I wish it controlled right, more like near and less like um, Kingdom Hearts. I wish it was more 2018, <laughs> less 2002. Yeah, yeah, and like, and so I mean, for me that was that was a deal breaker because I got to the point I was just like, Agrabah, there's a lot of jumping from building to building, um, mm-hmm. and I was just like, I can't, I can't keep doing this, uh, I'm done, because okay. it, it's a shame because I'm really enjoying the story, but uh, luckily I got to hear the story from you three guys, so uh, that's why I feel like I got the best part right here. <laughs> yeah, but that's just, um, I mean that's me. Uh, these guys who you know uh, who's. Uh, emotional upbringing and have uh, is completely tied to this game and they have all this attachment and they love it they'll be able to give it a, a more unbiased opinion than I have I'm certain <laughs> oh that beats my transition that I was going to use that's funny okay no, I'm, just kidding. I'm just kidding I just I didn't I don't know the controls were uh, and you know maybe there's nuance that I'm missing in their stuff and I'm sure uh, I mean go to somebody other than Rob next because I know he's dying to talk but <laughs> I know that's why that's why I keep not going to it's funny alright um <laughs> 
All right, this time we're going to go to Josh. Josh, tell us about the gameplay. Do you share all the thoughts that P1 had, like Rob does? Uh, yeah, I do see what uh, P1, where P1's coming from. But when it comes to the jumping, I do not like the platformer. Being a platforming lover, like platformer fan, it's not a platforming game. So the way that he jumps and does this little flip at the top of his jump, it's kind of hard to like measure where you're jumping. So I understand where he's coming from with that. Um, but the game is generally a lot of mashing X. I do agree with that as well. Uh, okay. Yeah. Are there many weapons? And, I'm feeling pretty good about my review right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to deny the fact that it is, that it is mashing X a lot and then hitting L1 and then you have your like maybe your three ma favorite magic spells on Triangle Circle next. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times it's more more like okay I hit this guy like ten times by mashing X and then I got to hold L1 and hit my Kira button and Kira a little bit and then hit this guy a bunch of times mashing X. <laughs> I, I do okay. agree with that. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> is there multiple um, weapons, or is it just the Keyblade that you're using the whole time? Uh, there's different versions of the Keyblade that you can find oh. along the way, yeah. Okay. Uh, definitely, I feel like, I'm trying to remember, but I think that after you beat Riku the first time when you're fighting him, you do get a better Keyblade. That's the one I usually end up using later in later stages of the game. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's not completely wrong, but it, I, feel, I find the gameplay a lot of really fun still i don't know that's right. just me yeah it's not breaking your uh, your experience it's it, it is what it is but it's not it's not hindering you yeah exactly Got, gotcha okay so. uh let's go to rusty how about you rusty what uh what do you think about the controls and the gameplay mechanics yeah yeah so i think you have to keep in mind for at least for me so i'm a, I'm a little bit younger um you know when you, you guys were playing games on the nes or the super nintendo you know, your patience for, for the controls, the difficulty, and, and all of that was, you know, um, you were fine with it because you only got one game every once in a while. And so you were able to, um, you know, look past some of those things that might have been annoying. And so for me, when I originally played Kingdom Hearts, um, yeah, it was frustrating as all get out when I was in um, deep jungle and I couldn't jump from one stupid um, tree to another yeah. or whatever. Um, but... It, it didn't bother me. Like, you know, you were just saying P2. It, it didn't hinder my experience in any way. Certainly going through it for the third time now at 25, I did have a little bit less patience for it. Um, mm. But I think, again, it's kind of like um, nostalgia. You kind of have like, you know, um, three layers of, of Vaseline on my glasses where it's just like <laughs> I, I, I'm able to, you know, Absolutely. I'm able to look past yeah. some of that stuff because – that's why you I can't hit those vines. For the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, <clears throat> I think it's definitely worse, or the worst, in Deep Jungle and then um, in Agrabah because you do have to. There's so much platforming involved with those worlds, and again, it, it is very poorly designed. Um, but as far as the gameplay, like in actual in combat and stuff, I, I'm at a stage in my life where I just love to just come home from work and veg out with a podcast and, and mash X as it says there in the notes. <laughs> so, so for me, I'm okay doing that and just grinding a little bit in each of the world is that to me that again, it didn't hinder my experience too much. Okay. Um, but I, I will say, you know, P one that, um, kingdom hearts two, I, I don't know if you've played, I don't think you have is so much more of a refined experience in, in every regard. I know all of your complaints here. I feel like, like you know, the creators of the game certainly took 
to heart what you know the game critics and, and you know um, people who played the game to heart and, and they made um, those changes in two and so combat jumping um, and, and co- combat especially is just so much more refined because I mean you're there's all kinds of crazy acrobatics and different abilities that you're performing in two that just makes the game a lot more enjoyable so definitely don't give up on the series okay cool wow that's good to know actually does the number of just before because we're almost done with the combat here before <laughs> um before i try to because i like i said i'm enjoying the story i'm enjoying the characters the art design all that stuff uh does the number of final fantasy characters increase in two or does it stay the same good question um two? see i just played through two Oops, sorry. Um, no, 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 go for it. Go for it, please. I was going to say two, yes, and then every other game, no. Way less. Okay. Oh, interesting. Disturbingly less. Yeah, yeah. So, Rusty, yeah, I trust you. I'm going to give number two a shot. I might watch, like, a YouTube summary of the story again, maybe get the cutscenes or something. Um, yeah. But I will, I will What's try so to. Unfortunate too in rec- What's so unfortunate in recommending two, though, is that while I enjoy it, of course, the first, like, I would say, I mean, you can beeline it in about an hour and a half two hours but the first five hours is basically like a tutorial in a different in a different world you're not playing as sora and the story is going to make even less sense to you because you're not going to understand why the heck (laughs) sora is in some chamber sleeping for x number of years and you're playing as some kid named roxas Uh, but uh but 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 you get to you get to see vivi in the world so it makes everything worth it Hmm, yeah. cool. Cool. Okay, now I think that's everybody. No, Rob, let's hear your thoughts on the gameplay mechanics. You, you know think what? this was deep enough? You think there was enough to do? You think there was enough to get you through this game? You know what's mashing X? Like half of the RPGs out there, turn based RPGs. Oh, Once yeah, you're right. leveled up and your fucking you. physical attack is up, I'm just going to physical attack everything. So, so that you you JRPG fans, you you're you're wrong about that. Look, you ain't lying. So listening to you guys was awesome because um, I was ready to defend everything because I, I just want to like resist everything that P two says <laughs> or P one says. Um, I know. But platforming is atrocious in the game. Uh, Agrabah and Deep Jungle, and anytime you have to jump on stuff is annoying. What makes it worse though is when you're jumping on stuff and then you get in combat and then you swing and you jump off that platform. Oh, that yeah. is super obnoxious. But I oh, don't agree yeah. that uh, button mashing is the way to battle. You get glide, you get your dodge roll, and then you have certain other. Uh, I think they're called. Well, I don't know what they're called in this. I think I'm, I'm playing Chain of Memories and they're called slights, but I think they're different in the first one. But anyways, their abilities like your slide dash and all this stuff. So. You're, you're customizing your combat. Someone made the comparison to Nier earlier, how it's like not like how Nier is way better, which it is in terms of combat. But the, the controls are essentially the same. You are dodging, you're attacking with one or two main buttons, and you're holding L1, R1 to use a secondary attack. I found that Nier had less options. It's the second part of Nier, you're just hacking most of the time anyways. So anyways, yeah, there's way more to that. And when you actually get past the first couple worlds to when it, the, the uh, difficulty ramps up, you, you can't just button mash. You have to dodge. You have to parry. You have to heal. It, it's like there's some really hard fights in this game, and uh, I, I would love to see you go through the game without doing any leveling and just button mash your way through. I, <laughs> Ursula, I is, you would. Ur- Ursula is the one ma- boss that I hate the most in this game. I remember playing her and always getting stuck. Even this recent playthrough, I always get stuck on Ursula. 
Yeah, so I'm just saying. Oh, and uh, <laughs> mentioned weapons. You can get the Ultima weapon in this P2. Which what? Is, oh. Like from set? Yeah. Nice. Well, it's from the FS series. It's a Keyblade, of course, but it's the Ultima. I think it's, it, I think oh. it's just called Ultima weapon. But it, they, all the Keyblades look different, so there's some fun. And they have different effects and different secondary effects. So, And uh, do you – I can't remember. You don't equip other – yeah, you do. You have equipment slots in this too, so you can yeah. – uh, and, and also each character has their own items, so you can – has some different strategy by giving them like you know mega elixirs and all the other final fantasy tropes that you're used to seeing as well some some new kingdom hearts -y stuff and another thing about gameplay that we did not we, we briefly mentioned and should talk about is the much i see i feel like mostly hated and maybe someone here will be different p2 won't know what we're talking about because he didn't leave the first area but the I gummy don't. ship the gummy oh those ship are so garbage did not i'm a yeah, Sony they... massive rails slash shoot 'em up fan this is not fun they're that's they're uh, <laughs> pain in the ass. I can never make one that's good, and it makes me point, not want to leave the world. So I'm like, you know yeah. what? I'm just gonna hang out here with Alice or you know, Traverse Town. You know what? Traverse Town is solid. I'm just gonna stay here. Me and Leon are gonna chill. Aerith is here. Get, it's you, a good time. <laughs> you do get a warp eventually, so you don't have to keep doing it. But every you have, every time you go to a new world, you do, and it is yeah. fuck, it's annoying. It really is. Yeah, I agree with that. And that's the only way to go between worlds until you get the warp. You said. Yes, yeah. and even then, for your initial visit, you still have to do them. So what? It's, what? A, it's like an, a short on-rail shooter segment. That's what yeah. it it's. Is. It's like Star Fox Light, except when oh. you, what you're aiming at, you don't hit, and what doesn't hit you damages you. Ah, it's so, so bad. It's, so it's Star really Fox bad. Zero. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it, it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I I couldn't. The first one I did, I was like, "What is what is going on here? What is this? I don't even I don't because." The rest of the game feels like it's all in, I mean, it feels like it's all this one cohesive unit, and it's like one of the developers really wanted to make a, an on-rails shooter, and Square <laughs> was like, no, and he was like, well, I'm just going to put it, I'm just going to put it in yeah. Kingdom Hearts. Stop yeah. it. <laughs> Nobody's no, watching that. I mean, Square yeah. did make an on-rails shooter with, Ein, with Einhinder in the uh, well, PlayStation like 1. Yeah, yeah, good point. Anyways, uh, <laughs> you're, you're right. Like, it, it breaks the flow of the game. It has no reason to be there other than, like, it's thematically fine. They're using gummies, and that makes you think of Disney. And, hey, let's go between worlds. We'll use the gummy ship. And it has great music, but mm -hmm. it is it is a pain in the ass. Okay. Um one other thing I wanted to ask, uh, I'll probably ask uh, Rusty. Rusty, what is the you, you pick an item at the start of the game, a sword, a shield, or magic, and then yep. you lose one of the others. Does this really have a large impact on the game? What What is the outcome of this? I don't think it's really going to affect you, and, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, um, until much later, like towards the end game. Um, I think it, it's more like if you pick the you know the sword, I think it's going to have a better effect Um on your strength, you know, towards the end of the game. And, and that's about all I think it really does. And then, okay. um, yeah, I think it just has a greater effect towards the end of the game when you're, like, fighting the final boss. Um, I don't know. Can any of you guys, like, elaborate on that? I just don't feel like it has any kind of ground-shaking effect. Um, it, it adjusts your maximum number of inventory slots and... Uh, something else depending on the combination you take so like if you if you select the shield and give up the wand staff. i think it lowers your or the staff it, it lowers your your maximum magic power you can have but it's like like maximum inventory slots uh, oh. and vice versa so if you take the sword it increases your maximum attack power 
and then depending on what you give up, there's like a, it's a it's a it's a combination thing. I looked it up before I started because I was yeah. I was like I'm gonna stats? play this game. I want to make sure I get it right. Yeah, so, so like, it doesn't okay. raise it. It just it makes your cap. She alters your oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Which is oh. why the end game is most affected. Okay. Right, right. Yeah, and, and the questions that they ask you, I think, affects the leveling uh, and experience, if I'm not mistaken. When, like, yeah, it does. You can either have it so you level up really fast from levels 1 to 50, I think it is. Um, and then you slow down in your experience uh, from 50 plus. Or you can have oh it so God. you level up slow from 1 to 50 and then speed up from 50 plus. Or you can have it so that you level evenly throughout. I look. I mean, I looked it up because I knew I was coming on here with you three, and I was like, "Man, these guys know what they're talking about." I gotta <laughs> at least, at least get through the first world. I have to at least make my boat. <laughs> um, which questions make it so you don't have to find the boat pieces? <laughs> uh, man. <sighs> oh man, Resident Evil Revelations is really good. If you guys like the old school Resident it's, Evil. It's, this is not really Resident Evil. All right, so um, worst tangent. What else are we missing from gameplay? I, oh, I want to talk about favorite worlds. And uh, we and can bosses. talk about favorite worlds, but I want to talk about the characters because this is yeah. something that sort of bothered me a little bit. You, so you can swap out when you go to say you go to the, the deep jungle. Um, Tarzan's there, and you can swap out either Goofy or Donald and have Tarzan in your party while you're on that world. I thought that was awesome. But I wanted to take these guys with me off-world. Let me take Tarzan to Agrabah. Or let me take Leon anywhere. Um, do your sub-characters <laughs> level up, though? Like, do you want to give up? Yeah, they level or... up. They do level up. But, like, I, I mean, in all honesty, I, I would take Aerith and, and Squall uh, right out of the gate, and you would never see Donald oh. and Goofy again. <laughs> so are they hurting the experience yeah. if, if you take one of the Disney characters? Like, will they I don't fall know. Behind? I don't know if they also – well, I'll let one of the guys who does know if they level up while you're – and even if you even if you leave okay i didn't know if i was muted (laughs) even if you leave the world and come back um like jack skellington would would scale to your level still okay cool Uh, cool okay great yeah all right um well josh mentioned that ursula fight were there any other hard fights that stood out to you guys Uh, the sort, the second to the last, or the last uh, Riku fight was difficult for me. I, I actually, I was severely under level when I went there. I was looking online; some of the recommended levels was like fifty or something. I think it was level forty-one, and it took a lot of retries. I was too stubborn to go back and level. As a matter of fact, I had just picked up the game after a year of not playing it because I, I just stopped. And um, yeah, that was a challenge. I was getting pretty angry. I was making those <laughs> angry noises that my girlfriend hates. And um, yeah, but eventually, it did beat it, obviously. <laughs> That was what nice. stuck up for me. Okay, all right. Um, how about you, Rusty? Yeah, okay, so I went all out playing this game for the third time, and I fought the final boss at level 100. Um, nice. oh, wow. And I, like, made it a goal to, like, get 10 levels or 8 to 10 levels in each world so that, like, each boss did was, like, you know, not challenging. Um, mm-hmm. Because when I, base, or when I first... first words language <laughs> english um when i fought clayton in deep jungle um the first time i played the game when i was like 10 or 11 um i cried i cried playing that too <laughs> because clayton um that stupid lizard thing was just the death of me literally i just could not beat him you know for anything so um but yeah when i played through it this time i made sure i was like super overpowered during each of the bosses but even even still, um, you know, Ansem at the end still was tough. Um, 
How about so. the uh, Sephiroth boss? What's the like level required Ooh. for him? Oh, my, it doesn't even matter. Like it is brutal. It's really oh, hard. hard. Even at a hundred. Yeah. It's, yeah, because it's he he has this this attack that, to my knowledge, you you cannot um, block it or um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, you can't parry. You can't get away from yeah, it. Yeah, you can't. You can't dodge it, and so unavoidable. Yeah. It, it takes all of your health and it, your MP is gone, and unless you have a certain ability equipped, mm -hmm. um, your your HP goes down to one. Yep. And so you basically have to be on the end of the map, uh, or yeah. at the end of the Olympus Coliseum stage, um, to quickly throw an elixir because the animation to do that is like half a second, and he runs towards you oh, yeah. right after that attack. And his reach is so far with his stupid sword <laughs> that unless you're on the edge of the, the stage, um, the animation isn't quick enough and you'll just die. Um, so there's definitely a strategy to the fight, um, but the payoff is definitely worth it. What's the payoff? You get the one, wing, what is it, the, the one winged angel keyblade. Um, oh, cool. And then when you leave the Olympus Coliseum, Cloud walks back into Olympus Coliseum and it's like a cinematic where... Sephiroth, he picks up a feather from Sephiroth's wings and Sephiroth like flies down and they start fighting and it's just like it plays cool. the music from Final Fantasy yeah. 7. It's just super epic. That is a cool payoff. All right, and voiced cool. by Lance Bass from NSYNC. My yeah. favorite. People hated oh, yeah. that when it came out but I think it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened to Lance Bass? Is he still relevant? I don't know. I don't know. I only know Joey Fatone because he's on a really great show. What show is that? Impractical Jokers, which I is like the funniest show ever. Okay, uh, Josh, did you fight Sephiroth? <laughs> <laughs> it is though. Uh, this playthrough, I actually didn't go through the Coliseum, so all this is located in the Hercules Coliseum, okay. and basically it's like a challenge room almost, I guess, and it kind of ramps up difficult. It. Yeah, you, I mean it. It's kind of you can do it, or you don't have to, but. Uh, I remember playing, it was a few years ago, but I did play through that entire thing, and it, it gets pretty tough near the end, for sure. But yeah, the Sephiroth, Sephiroth bath is... Sephiroth battle... Yeah, I can't talk either. Um, <laughs> uh, is as challenging as everybody else was describing. I remember being very frustrated at that. And the Ansem fight near the end, I mean, the ending, the entire five-way battle, I was literally just playing that again, because uh, my save point's right before the end. Um before the podcast and that match like there the, he has health bars and when you break bring down the health bar there's another health bar oh, and i'm wow. like how many health bars does this guy have <laughs> <laughs> fighting that wow. boss so yeah it's it's pretty intense there are there are some challenging moments in the game okay cool sure. yeah, awesome. what level were you uh josh uh i can't even remember at the moment <laughs> so rusty at 100 was that last boss easy uh, relatively, I mean, there was still like a few moments. Um, I think in his last form, maybe that, that um, it took wow. a couple hits where I had to quickly, you know, use cure and stuff. But even at um, 100, I didn't cool. die, I never died on the final yeah. boss. So, okay, at least okay. this play for okay, um, cool. Yeah. Wait, one quick thing I did want to um talk about just, just really quickly was the voice acting. Um, I felt like there were actually some pretty, like you were saying, Lance Bass. I actually didn't know Lance Bass voiced, uh, was it Cloud or? Sephiroth. Sephiroth. But yeah, I think that's awesome. Um, <laughs> Sephiroth. <laughs> but, yeah, man. Um, Sephiroth. Like, Haley Joel Osment <laughs> did Sora, which is, um, you know, Sixth oh, wow. Sense of Sixth Sense. It was a big um, deal, too, like, the, to get him. Yeah, like, they yeah. They had an all-star I mean, cast. And even in two, even in two, I thought it was really neat because, you know, clearly Sora's more mature, but in his voice, 
matured as well. So it, was, <laughs> yeah. it worked out. Cool. Um, yeah. And then uh, I think Hayden Penetier did Kyrie's voice. Um, oh, nice. And then there was one other. Oh, so Leon is actually David Boreanaz from like Angel and Bones. What? And- nice. He phoned that yeah. in, man. His, that like Leon's voice acting, I, I found kind of bleh when I was listening to it again. Yeah, like, it's not from Fantasy Eight. Yeah, Squall. They, they yeah. call him Leon in this, but yeah, it's just Squall. That's funny. Uh, and they got like a lot of Disney voice actors to come back for it. Like Gil- Gilbert Gottfried reprises his role. I, I don't know if Robin Williams did, but like a lot he of them did. Not. did. He didn't no, actually. It's it's really neat. It's the same guy that voices Homer. Yes. Homer Simpson. Oh really? Oh. And if you go back, and listen to it, and you close your eyes. You can basically just see Homer. Oh, oh man, cool. that's cool. It's, I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's pretty great. I loved it. Neat. Um, we, I, well, while I, we're, uh, go ahead, Rob. I really wanted to mention a couple of the gameplay things just before yeah, that. I wanted to mention Kurt Riza, the, another hidden boss. I don't know if you guys know. Well, I know P one P two don't know this, but he was actually named after a fan contest. So oh, I think they cool. named it after this guy. So Kurt Riza, I guess he's lucky he had a non-standard name. Otherwise, you would have been fighting like Joseph Smith or something. But like <laughs> he, uh, he, yeah. So that, so that was his. He's, he's like an acrobat. I don't know why Joseph Smith came out of nowhere. I guess it was more <laughs> Joey Smith. If yeah, you're listening, Joey. Lance we've Bass, maybe. Uh, but also, I had a glitch in my last playthrough that that was like kind of game breaking for me, and I couldn't figure it out. I looked online couldn't i don't know what happened so basically i'm not sure if you can return i thought you could return to halloween town but I, I could not return to halloween town and the hades cup and the um pegasus cup would not unlock those that's how you get to fight Sephiroth. that's how you fight hercules that's how you uh get like um the yellow trinity there's the trinity thing is basically there's these little items throughout the world and you as you go through the game you learn new abilities to to open them and they give you treasure and stuff but i i couldn't figure it out it would not i did everything that i thought you needed to do to unlock it you basically unlock it just as you're playing the game there's no reason why i didn't i shouldn't have had these olympus cups but i didn't and i couldn't figure it out i was willing to do extra content this playthrough because i was really pumped to play but I, and i was still able to beat the game but I, I couldn't do any like power leveling or anything and i don't, I don't know what happened Still, hmm. if you guys know, I mean, by all means, let me know what I did wrong, but I can't figure it out. Weird. Yeah, I, I don't know. What version were you playing? I was playing the PS4 uh, remake, the 1.5. Yeah. That's even weirder then. I don't know, man. I saw one other person with that problem uh, they posted on GameFAQs, and no one answered them, so I don't know what it was. <laughs> Weird. I wonder what happened. Fascinating. Okay. Yeah. Uh, was there anything else gameplay-wise? Anybody wanted to mention anything? Any other characters? Anybody want to talk about or anything before we move into the sound? Yes. Sorry. I know I just spoke, but this is important to me. So okay, go for it. Seeing <laughs> Cloud and Aerith be reunited for me back then was a massive thing for me because I, as as a child, like I wanted those two to be together. I loved Cloud. I was like, as as the kids would say, it, I was a Cloud Aerith ship, and uh, the fact that you know, obviously, that's I don't have that stance anymore I, I kind of prefer cloud with with tifa or whatever but um anyways so but back then like when i was re-watching the ending of the game seeing those two just they only see each other in hollow bastion but to me that was like even now i felt like this this kind of hit of nostalgia and, and i just really just seeing those characters but yeah specifically that hmm. oh i was it Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I thought I thought you dropped or something. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, no, that would have blown me away too, especially back then. Yeah, it's funny now because now I always picture Aerith with uh, with Zach. Um, 
but back then it was always Cloud and Aerith for sure. I picture her dead. Oh, wow. Man, that's cold. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Zach's dead too. All right. Um, so I guess that's it for gameplay. With that said, let's get into sound. Um, now, we were talking a bit about uh, voice acting already. I'd like to hear you guys' further thoughts on that, as well as the music in the game. Nobody has mentioned the music yet. Does it stand out to anybody? Uh, does anybody hate it? Does anybody love it? We're going to start with P1. What do you think of the sound overall? It's a good time. But there's no Matt Mercer. Uh, in my mind, there's Matt Mercer. I, I was just guessing. I, I, I wrote him a letter and asked him to redo all of Squall's lines of dialogue and then in the cutscenes I would mute the TV play the recorded footage that he sent me uh, and then come back on for the other people talking oh good well, that, I'm sure that went I'm sure that went out well <laughs> no I like I mean I, I like the voice acting it was good I enjoyed it and the, the music was fun um, yeah I have no complaints yeah okay very good dude simple and clean was I watched that that opening cinematic for like it was over and over clean and, and over. simple. On like, remember like real player or whatever it was back yes. then. Yes. <laughs> yep. That's what I was watching. Simple and clean on uh, that intro thing. God, over and over. Anyway, um, Josh, how about you? What'd you think of the voice acting and the music? Uh, definitely, simple and clean is one of those. That's that's one of those wild cards on my phone that I'll put my phone nice. on shuffle and then. Simple and clean comes on. I got to blast that every single time. Oh, I hear yeah. It. It's so <laughs> it's so good. It's one of the best theme songs of any game, in my opinion. Um, okay. And also, yeah. And also, uh, I really like the Traverse Town theme song. Maybe it's because I've heard it a billion times. You know, it's very simple, you know, but I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's just kind of like a nice ambient sound. And I, I remember leaving that on and just it's in the background as I'm doing different things around the house too. to this last playthrough. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, those are the two that really stand out to me. And the voice acting is pretty solid. It's kind of, you know, your normal anime. My cat's going crazy. Yo, there he is. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> My cat has Always to go off at least podcast. once. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> really. She was sleeping the whole time. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, the voice acting is kind of your standard anime fare. There's, there's some highlights, and I do like the main three, you know, Riku, Kairi, and uh, I'm just bl- I just blanked on his name. Riku and Kairi, Sora. definitely. Sora, why why did I not forget that? I don't know. We talked about it like this entire time. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think their voice acting is really solid, and I wouldn't say it's like breathtaking or amazing or a new layer of voice acting, but I liked it a lot. So okay, you know. cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. sounds good. Okay, yeah. uh, Rob, what did you think about the voice acting? And also, what does Ansem sound like? I haven't really heard anybody talk about his voice much. Okay, Ansem has one of the best lines at the end. He's like, "The light, but why?" <laughs> and it's like so overacted. He's like, I, me, and, "Me and Megan, when it came up, she started laughing." I'm like, "We're like, that's a really great delivery." This guy just loved it. So I, I recommend <laughs> YouTubing that ending. It's great. Uh, okay. I thought the voice acting overall was good. And when you think about its time frame of 2002, it's pretty pretty stellar. Like nice. nowadays, it's like yeah, okay. There's some still some good stuff there, but they're like some voices feel like meh. But uh, I don't know. I think I think it was pretty impressive back in the day. But what I really want to talk about is the music. Uh, I love Yoko Shimomura, who's the one who composed I, I think almost all the tracks, if not all of them. And nice. uh, Utada Hikaru, I think, is the the singer for the for the ja- Japanese and the English version. The Japanese version of Simple and Clean is called Hikari, which I prefer over the English one. They're both great. 
Uh, and they actually sound different a little bit too. So I re- if you've never heard of the original Japanese version, I, I recommend checking it out. It's a little faster. Um, okay. So wow. yeah, I, I just like everybody else said, it's simple and clean and, and Hikari are like mainstays. I still listen to them like every, every year for sure. Uh, I wrote down some of my favorite tracks and uh, again, so Dearly Beloved, which I believe is like the kind of the opening uh, main menu music, which is really soft and kind of like melodic. Really, really love that. Uh, one of my favorite ones is Dive Into the Heart. Which really starts off slow. You you might well P two didn't get far enough to experience it. I don't that think. That is true. But he he won it at least. So it's when it's when he's uh, in that like at the beginning of the game where he's about to, to fight the giant heartless and stuff and mm-hmm. and uh, it's like the slow build up. So it's it starts off really kind of like dun dun and it starts building as you go and as the stories go and the music starts getting louder and uh, eventually just erupts in this like huge chorus and it's like really really just I find very powerful music and it's it's used a lot. In Kingdom Hearts, so you'll you'll kind of hear it more and more, and it's really good. Uh, Traverse Town will always be super nostalgic for me. Like everybody else mentioned, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> uh, Blast Away, which is there's Blast Away Two as well, which is the gummy ship music. I didn't appreciate it as a kid because I hated the gummy ships, but now even though I still hate the gummy ships, I appreciate the music. It's like <laughs> upbeat and still kind of fun. Uh, Deep Jungle and Having a Wild Time, which is the battle version of. So each world has its own. It's actually another impressive thing. Actually, each world has its own overworld theme and its own battle theme and the overall theme is usually based off it's like compositions or arrangements of kind of the music from that disney series and the battle music plays off of that music so it's it's they're they're kind of linked each one and they're really really good uh well most of them i actually can't stand the the wonderland stuff but deep jungle and it's and having a wild time are like like if you don't ever play the game check the tracks out for those two it's so it feels like tarzan but like at the same time they have that kind of jrp feel jrpg feel which is good uh, cool. Under the Sea from Atlantica, which is like probably the most people think is the worst world in the game, and I would I would say so. Uh, is that the dancing it, one? I remember seeing. No, that's in two, which oh, I, okay. I I love it in two. Two Atlantica is a blast in two, but I did not like Me it. Me too. I, oh, I'm so glad you feel the same. <laughs> awesome. Maybe we can talk on that too. <laughs> Bring it uh, together. Uh, <laughs> but Under the Sea, like in in this one, it's the non-musical version. It's just a remix of it, and it's it's really good. Uh, Spook of Halloween Town is the battle version, and it and it, and it feels like. I don't know. It feels like Halloween, for lack of a better term, but still kind of bombastic. And then the last two I want to mention is Hollow Bastion and its battle theme. I think it's called Shejo di Notte. I don't know how it's pronounced, uh, but those two are, are really good tracks, and I, and I recommend listening to them. They're so, uh, I don't know, I, I keep thinking, like, I got they're thematic. They they feel like where they belong, and they, and they, they, they kind of uh, reflect the feeling of the game at that point. And yeah, I, I love the music in the game. I think Yoki Shimura is one of the best game composers there is, and uh, I recommend people check her stuff out. I'll be I'll be quiet for a bit. Right on. Um, wow, I'm trying to think of which world didn't you like the music from? <laughs> Wonderland. Uh, Wonderland. I Wonderland. Like right. That's, that's what it was. <laughs> okay. Wow. Right on. So really uh, high recommendation there. Okay. Um, Rusty, did uh, yeah. Uh, wow. I mean, I think you could probably just copy paste what, with both Josh and, and Rob said there. So, Rob definitely had a, like, it's like he wrote his college thesis on the, the music from Kingdom Hearts. Sorry guys. Um, but, um, but yeah, no. So I feel very much the same. I don't care for the Alice in Wonderland, uh, music at all. Deep Jungle actually, I don't know what it is, but the music in that world, um, is some is just some of the most memorable music. I just can distinctly recall, you know, being my mom's shop, playing the game, listening to that that music. So, um, great appreciation for that. I'd also agree with um, uh, I think it was Josh saying uh, the Traverse Town music is 
it's almost therapeutic. Like I did the same thing. Like I would, I'd pause the game um, and just do things around the apartment and just, just have it, you know, continuing to, to go um, just a great theme. And I love the, the 3ds game dream drop distance. I know P one had um, mentioned that earlier. They did like a, almost a remix of the Traverse town theme in that game. And it almost has a more jazzy feel to it. And it's, it's beautiful. Like I just strongly encourage you guys to go on YouTube. I think they have like a 30 minute loop. I may not, I may play that very often. I, I, I can't really speak to that. Um, but, uh, no, it's, it's super, super good. Um, overall, I love it in this game. Um, I also love the music in, um, Halloween town, especially. I just, <laughs> that music is just so, um, recognizable and memorable. Um, yeah, I love it, and, and I would agree, too, with the Atlantica theme, and also I'd probably agree that it's probably the worst world, too, but, uh, um, yeah, I mean, it's I mean it's Disney, you know, and I feel like they captured it perfectly, and they also had um, some excellent, just outstanding music um, to kind of differentiate, differentiate itself uh, for Kingdom Hearts, you know, with Dearly Beloved and Simple and Clean and things like that, so, um, yeah, but nothing else to add. Uh, beyond what Josh and Rob said, that's for sure. They really <laughs> summed it up nicely. So okay, wow, a lot of passion for the sound. I, I wasn't expecting Beautiful, all that. Man. Very impressed. I feel like I should give this game a fair shake. I don't know. Uh, yeah, you should probably play past the tutorial. Things, yeah, <laughs> things really open up off that main <laughs> beach. <laughs> You're the uh, host of the show. I thought I got a feel for it. You know, uh, did you at least play uh, Blitzball with uh, Titus and? <laughs> Is there really a blitz? All right, let's get into graphics. So now we're going to talk about the art style, maybe uh, what you thought about them uh, Disney-fying some of the Final Fantasy characters, that kind of thing. Uh, what stood out to you? Maybe what, what did you think was the coolest-looking thing? Maybe what are the things that you didn't think looked very cool? Um, we'll start with Josh this time. Okay. Um, I actually went back, and I played this game on all three versions because over the years I ended up picking it up. Uh, I went and beat, I beat it again on PS2 re this last playthrough, but I went ahead and popped into all three versions. So I tried the PS3, PS4. Of course, it cleaned up a little bit more on each of the systems. But uh, I think it's something unique. Uh, the idea to take all of the characters and kind of have a similar art style so they all feel like they fit in this universe is pretty at least unique and different than anything I've ever seen. Um, I'd I don't even know how this game came to be. Did the did somebody just like from Square Enix and like Disney just meet up like, oh, we should do this or something. I don't know. But uh, seeing seeing like uh, Squall for sure, because I'm a huge Final Fantasy VIII fan. I've I seen Squall in like a Disney style was kind of weird, but I like the idea, you know. Um, mm. And yeah, it's really actually a, a very nice looking game. And when you go to the different worlds, you really feel like you're there. It's like maybe like a little section of that universe. You feel like you're a part of it. But, you know, it's still weird because it's Final Fantasy mixed with it. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's definitely a, a great art style, and that's one of the highlights to the game, in my opinion. So Interesting. I remember uh, it was the only thing that turned me off back in the day. Um, I didn't like the uh, the, the style um, and I think that's always had kind of a taint on it for me. I loved the uh, the way Final, the Final Fantasy Seven or the Final Fantasy characters looked 
on their own. And when I seen mm-hmm. them Disney-fied, I was just I wasn't on board. I thought this is just going to be a kids game, you know. I don't this isn't for me. Um, and this this actually came about because uh, anyway, I don't I don't really remember. I, I remember there was a conversation that somebody had at Square. Um, it was in regards to Mario or was it Zelda? And uh, they thought we should have that, um, but they, then they realized there's nothing that could stand out as much as Mario would. So I think they were going to yeah. give up on it. Uh, and that's when, and that's when they came up with Disney. But anyway, um, uh, so I just, I never, I, that aesthetic just never appealed to me. Even to this day, when I think about it, I, I do have a hard time getting past it. I know mm. that it's holding me back, though. Uh, anyway, <laughs> well, you got to think of it this way, like, think of it like they take your favorite Final Fantasy characters and they try to transport it into like a cartoony Disney style. That's what you got to think about when you go into the game. Cause you know, Sora has the big feet, you know, he yes. has that cartoony yes. look that uh, exaggerated proportions, all that. You got to think about that as you play this, the series. And I yes. think that if you went go in thinking like that, that maybe it wouldn't have as negative of a feel to you. Right. Instead of going in thinking, oh, they're ruining what all my favorite characters look like. Just imagine <laughs> yeah. how awesome it would have been to have a Saturday morning cartoon about Final Fantasy characters animated by Disney. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know if I would want that. <laughs> <laughs> but I am alone, and that's fine. Rusty, what were your thoughts on uh, on on the art style and everything? Yeah. So I again, I didn't have any. Um great distaste for for the graphics because um you know yeah exactly the final fantasy characters i had no attachment going in so to me it was and this is going to sound terrible to you purist final fantasy fans out there to me they were just made up kingdom hearts characters at the time i originally played it (laughs) Um, that's that's probably the best way to experience it though like i think that's fine (laughs) yeah i mean seeing them now i mean to me, I, I thought it was fine. You know, I mean, they were nothing to ride home about as far as the quality. Um, but I kind of think of it in two ways. I mean, one, this game came out in 2002. Um, so clearly there's they're, they're not going to look uh, fantastic. Um, and then also, I'm a Disney purist, I would say. And I love the original Disney animation where you can really see, um, you know, the hand-drawn animation of the characters and while I do like movies like Moana and, and Tangled and things like that, um, I prefer the original original animation to the kind of computer-generated animation today. And so, you know, seeing things that um, – I don't know. I don't even know where I'm going with this. I, I, I thought <laughs> it, kind of made, it made sense in my head when I was thinking about it. Um, I, I understand what you mean, though. It felt right. It felt like the way you remember Disney being and, and, and the way that it is to you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. As, a, as opposed to um, now. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, yeah. Um So yeah, no, I was perfectly fine with it to be honest. Yeah, okay, cool. Sounds like everybody else likes it. I'm I'm just the odd one out, uh, I guess. Uh P1, what are your thoughts? Uh, do you mirror my thoughts at all? No, it's my it's the business. Um <laughs> it's cuz the Disney characters look like they did an incredible job recreating each one of those movies has its own sort of theme right it's some sort of art style they're not like carbon copies of each other there's some similarities but so each of these worlds and each of these characters i found they they, like they matched up to those art styles really well in each of the different worlds given that the people you encounter in them their own feel their own sort of um bringing them to life really Uh, and i love the redesign of the final fantasy characters when when you face cloud in the coliseum 
He looks better than Cloud has ever looked, outside of maybe Advent Children, which is a movie. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yep. I wish. And also, I am I am heartbroken that when Cloud, you, when you talk to Cloud after the fight, and he's like, "I'm looking for my friend," I don't, you know, I'm gonna keep looking for her. I'm heartbroken that Rusty, when he first played, didn't realize that he meant. Yeah. Aerith. It's bad. so because mm-hmm. as soon as he said it, I was like. Just say her name. I'll tell you where she is. She's in Travis. <laughs> Come on, us. That point. That point. P one. It's it's interesting when when uh, in that like abandoned house in Traverse Town. When you talk to Aerith, she also says she, she's looking for for Cloud yeah. as well. Yeah. I, I don't know if she actually says his, his name specifically. Um. But yeah. So playing it through this time, I made that connection. Like, oh man, this is so wild. You know, yeah. like these two characters are, are they're looking for each other, you know, just as, as Sora is, you know, trying to find Kyrie. I thought it was exactly. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that is I don't I, and I like that. So I would have I would have taken uh, a Final Fantasy seven or a Final Fantasy eight because I thought I thought Squall slash Leon looked great, too. I would have taken uh, a seven and eight remake in that art style on PS2, even on PS3, really, because it's sort of it's not I don't want to say cell shaded, but it's 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 not like ultra hyper realistic i think it looks great and um yeah I, I love it i i i it made me want to see final fantasies done like that instead of you know here's my block hands oh, no. <laughs> i love those block hands <laughs> uh yeah i really like it and the worlds all feel great they and like i said they feel deep jungle feels different from agrabah which feels different from wonderland which felt different from the coliseum um those are the only ones I've seen, so I'm sure the other ones didn't just suddenly stop feeling different, but mm-hmm. I really, really like it. Big fan. Big fan. Okay. Cool. And Rob, the guy who could probably draw this game, I guess. It's what did you think of the art style? I'm actually, <laughs> um, on my own stuff, I'm actually redesigning some of the Heartless for fun, uh, nice. which is pretty cool. Uh, the is art cool. style <laughs> is awesome uh, in this game, and it and it ages really well, even on the on the PS2 version. Um, also, some of this will be repeating what, what, what we've already said, but I was just taking some notes. But uh, I think that the big feet and hands are kind of weird looking, despite the fact that I know what they're getting. They're getting at they don't want it to look like anime because if they just had normal proportions, they would look pretty more like anime Mickey. than Disney, like, I would say. Like Mickey, right? Mickey had the big feet. Yeah, they're, they're just making it. And then I think it works, although I don't know. I think they should tone it down a little bit as they go on. Uh, but the game it captures the worlds like, like P1 was saying. And everybody else, everything works like that. The character designs are all great. I think Sora has a really cool and distinct design, mostly in his head, his face, and and his hair and stuff. is It's one of those kind of like iconic, easy to redraw, distinct lines, as opposed to Riku, who you know is this white, long-haired character that you see all the time. Everybody like Riku's like the favorite side character, probably because he's a pretty boy. Um, <laughs> and I, I mean, over on over the time, like my my life of being online and going to, to places like GameFAQs, I've seen a lot of inappropriate comments about Kyrie that just makes me really hope that those are kids who are typing those because man, I don't know what it is, <laughs> people in Kingdom Hearts, but it, it's disturbing sometimes. Uh, it's like Sonic, so, uh, anyway. yeah, Sonic and, and Pokemon, <laughs> all the all the franchises I love are all. Uh, anyways, so yeah, you uh, are a good artist. Um, well, thank you. So the Keyblade. Just wondering is, what you're drawing. But anyway, carry on. So the Keyblade is a really cool design. I think as a weapon and as a like a MacGuffin or like a plot tool, like the, it ties in with the story. 
It's mm-hmm. visually distinct. I can't think of many other games that might have had a key weapon. There, I wouldn't be shocked if some there, there was a weapon somewhere that was just a giant key. But uh, they make it because of the setting. It doesn't look silly. It it, it fits the world and it, and it still looks like a weapon. It's cool. And eventually, you know, the Kingdom Blade I think is the the default one that you have. Once you get other key blades, they just they're weird looking swords. They're sharp and they just have hooks at the end. But they're cool. Um, I think the Heartless are cool as enemies. I think the whole idea of them, like thematically, is super cool. They don't have they don't have hearts, and, and when you think about the lore of Kingdom Hearts, and it it makes sense. Uh, I think that so I think they did a great job making everything feel cohesive, uh, despite the different styles. So Disney, Disney two D Disney, which I think is all them, they weren't really doing three D ones much at that time. Um, but they still have different styles, like like Glenn Keane was the main animator and stuff of, of Tarzan, which I feel think feels different than, say, the, the Little Mermaid and all that stuff. And But I think because of the engine they used, and they, they kind of rendered the characters all in the same way. They all had kind of roughly the close proportions, even though like like Alice is like considerably smaller than all the other characters if you actually see them standing by each other. But they still, they're, they're, they're rendered the same way, and I think they still have the kind of the same, like... Uh, they're all painted. The map, the, the the textures are all painted kind of the same way. They'll have that kind of like soft, uh, like there's there's shading to it. It's not cell shading, but it kind of has like soft, diffuse maps. So it, I, overall, I think that's why all these characters stand together in, in the world without being too jarring, uh, which they did a great job on. Uh, cutscene graphics are still great. Like watch the opening and 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 ending videos, and they look fantastic. It's crazy. Um, the Final Fantasy designs, like yeah, I'm I think glad I, you mentioned that. Oh, thank you. Uh, they're they're awesome. Like check check them out. I mean, people have been making like what what do they call AMV videos yeah. where they're music videos to these things for years. And, <laughs> and um, yeah, and so the Final Fantasy characters, which of course I went in. I love all of them. I like clouds. I have a Kingdom Hearts cloud statue on my desk at work. I've had it where like I found it at Toys R Us of all places for like ten bucks. Nice. One of the greatest like random finds I've ever had. I don't even Pretty. know why. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, not in, not in Canada yet. We still uh, got ours. <laughs> So, but I like this design, but it, it makes no sense. It has like pieces of Vincent on it. He has a claw hand on one side. Like I like Cloud's original design most. I don't, I hate the Advent Children design nowadays. I Maybe because they, it's everywhere after he had it. And I just didn't like the stupid Fenrir pin, black emo trench coat mm. look. But anyways, I love Cloud. He's one of my favorite fictional characters. But I, I don't know. I, I think out of all the three designs, I thought that was the most questionable. It's like, it's like, uh, Nomura, who's like the main zipper guy who designs all, all the most of the Final Fantasy stuff nowadays, like he just like I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking throw all my character design ideas on Cloud for Kingdom Hearts just for fun to see what I can get away with. And, you're doing uh, so good. I don't think I don't think you cursed from like the intro to now. You were you were no, crushing I, I it. Sorry, I was like I'm, I'm not gonna have to edit so much out of this and oh, there it is. Well, timestamp it. <laughs> His sword has bandages around it. Why? Why does it have? Yeah, why does that? <laughs> Maybe yeah, it's it cut. Cool. It's like it was a big cut on the sword. He has to wrap it up. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> I love it though. And yeah, I think the art style of Kingdom Hearts. It, it's like World of Warcraft. It just it ages so much better than its contemporaries, and that's because of the art style. Hmm. Okay. Well said. Wow. All right. So everybody likes it except for me. That's okay. That's all right. No big deal. Um. Cool. I think that's it for graphics. Then anything else graphically anybody wants to mention before we wrap it up? Uh, yeah, I just one thing I wanted to quickly mention is I really like how they change the costumes from different worlds. So you go to different cost different worlds, especially the one that stands out to me the most is when you go to the Nightmare Before Christmas uh, level and you kind of look emo, I guess you would say, like gothic. 
all the different characters, <laughs> and I, I think it looks really cool. And they always, yeah. every time you go to a new world, you have a new outfit. I thought that was pretty cool. Nice little it's touch. A, it's awesome. It is a nice yep. touch. A little more immersion. Cool. Um, I like the beach outfit. Uh, <laughs> probably my favorite. Okay, so uh, Actually, let's. You'd be happy in the second game. You get to be a furry. Uh, so maybe that would excite you. Why to would that make me happy? <laughs> Stop reading my diary. All right, so let's get into our lasting impressions. This is sort of our overall rating. Our final thoughts. Um, did you did you like it this time around? Do you think it still holds up? Would you still recommend this to people today? And if not, what would you need to change? I'm going to start this time with Rob. Your lasting impressions. Lasting. Uh, um, it's so I have nostalgia. There's no way around it. I can't I can't get past nostalgia. Kind of jealous since. Oh, well, I'm not jealous. I'm, I'm glad I have that nostalgia because I played it when it came out, which is the appropriate time to experience a new game. Um, but I don't know. Like it's 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 a lasting game. Like look at look at what it spun off. I, I am so excited for Kingdom Hearts three. I played the uh, what it was a uh, two point eight. The uh, I think I can't remember the subtitle, but anyways, it's Aqua Story, and and that, I think it's using the same engine as three, and I'm, it's it's I can't wait. It's gonna be great. So yeah, the the game has sat with me. It's in it's in it's one of the most probably important games I've played in my life. It bridged two worlds at the time, and my my like ambitions for a career brought together my favorite. I mean, this is this is being done before this this kind of like onslaught of of crossover things that happen more and more in media, which are, are cool. But like this was more unique back then. You didn't see this kind of thing. This was like the the Ninja Turtles uh, giant ABC cartoon crossover in the early '90s. It's the equivalent of that, but it, with much cooler characters. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I, I love it, and yeah, the music's great. The art style's great. Everything we said. It's just a fantastic game. Okay. Wow. Well said. High recommendation. No damage. If this were a, da if this were a damage system, you would not damage it at all. Okay, uh, Joshua, how about you? Your lasting impressions? Uh, yeah, I definitely have a lot of love for this game. Uh, same same thing as Rob. I have a lot of nostalgia for it. So I guess anything that has nostalgia is going to color your opinion a little bit, uh, especially since I love all those Disney movies too. Uh, seeing them in a different light, in a different world, a different reality is really cool. Uh, playing it this time, um, I've been kind of playing it ever since. A it's been a couple months. I've been playing it on and off, and I haven't loved loved it as much as I did as a kid. Sadly, I got a stuck a few more times, but I I would still say I would recommend it now because you know I think that I played the game enough to where I'm like, uh, yeah, I know what's gonna happen. Let's get through this. Let's get through this. I'm kind of rushing it a little bit, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But when I'm a kid, I'm like, okay, I can play this game forever and be fine with it. But uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's it's definitely a unique game. Like, there's nothing like it out there. So I would recommend anybody that has, you know, love for Final Fantasy, Disney, Square games, anything like that. I would recommend you at least give it a shot at the very least and maybe try to get off the island you know um <laughs> good advice good advice yeah yeah <laughs> but um yeah um i just i just love it from a pure just idea and uh going from there the game is pretty good with you know the shortcomings we discussed earlier but I definitely think that it's one of those greatest of all time games for me because I'm always going to go back and play it. And I'm looking forward to three as well. Every time they announce a new world for three, I kind of go a little crazy. <laughs> so, 
cool. Uh, yeah, they're gonna introduce like Pixar and all that in Kingdom Hearts three. So yeah. I'm kind of looking looking forward to that too. So yeah, nice. Definitely check cool. it out if you haven't already. Nice and more to come. That's great. Um, yeah. Let me also. Uh, yeah, go oh. ahead. I was gonna say, let me go before you do, Rusty. Give him the last word. I was, I was going to anyway. But okay. um, I just wanted to say real quick, I am going to play through Kingdom Hearts. I'm just waiting for that Switch port. So, P1, <laughs> your lasting impressions. Uh, there's a lot of potential. This is a good uh, first game in a series. Um, I really like the art style. Like Rob mentioned, it, it, it lasts. It's like that World of Warcraft. You know, it's going to look good. It's going to look better longer. Um, and I am going to try uh, I'm going to try Kingdom Hearts 2 after talking to the guys today. So Yay. it's a good first step, but it's not. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, don't don't go in expecting it to be the a, 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 a gameplay masterpiece. Just go in with tempered expectations, I think. OK, well said. That's a very good recommendation. Also, you mentioned two. Um, Josh mentioned three's coming out. Do you need to play all those in between games to, uh, or can you just stick to one, two, and three? Does anybody mm. know? You want to? Uh, you, you'll miss stuff. Uh, I recommend just you doing like uh, Kingdom, like uh, the now defunct game trailers. Rest in peace. They did what was called timelines, I believe, and I think their very first episode was Kingdom Hearts. It's like an hour. Yes. And it sums it up everything up until that point. So you could probably watch that and. You will, you'll be you'll never go. It's never going to be the same as, as playing through these, but you, you could still you know get yourself caught up in the lore and, and jump in. I okay. imagine. So you guys do like the point fives and the uh, and the stuff in between and stuff. It's I'm playing them now. Some of the, I didn't play Chain of Memories, and I'm playing it now for the for the first time and mm-hmm. on the uh, compilation disc. And I'm, I'm loving it actually. It's it's a blast. Okay. All right. Okay. Cool. And uh, with that said, Rusty, your lasting impressions for your favorite game of all time. Yeah. So. I think it's important to yeah remind the cartridge club listeners that this is my favorite game of all time and this is my third time playing it and and as I mentioned earlier I may be playing this game with Vaseline stained glasses uh, but even <laughs> in the rare instances where I was able to, to simply and clean wipe that Vaseline off oh. I can I can confidently say that this still remains my favorite game of all time uh, and I think nostalgia certainly has a lot to do with that I feel like people that you know, say Chrono Trigger or Final Fantasy VI is their favorite game of all time. There's just the time and place that you experienced that game. I think you can say that with any medium, whether it's movie or, you know, a, a CD soundtrack that you got, um, you know, back in the 90s or 80s, whenever it may be. Whenever you experienced something that you hold close to you in any medium, it's really hard to replicate that feeling you had when you originally experienced it. And for me, that's that's how I feel about Kingdom Hearts. I, I don't know if I'll ever play a game where I can I can hear one tune and I can just immediately see my 11 year old self with a 32 ounce Polar Pop and my mom's <laughs> hair hair salon, you know, tucked away in the back corner of this place playing this game and getting lost in this world, you know. Yeah, that's um, a great memory. And so, awesome. it's a strong recommendation from me to anyone that enjoys. RPGs and you know Disney and Final Fantasy and P1. I'd also encourage you. I mean, I don't know if you're a fan of the Uncharted games. But when I played the first Uncharted game, I was I was not blown away by any stretch of the imagination. And a lot there's a lot of control issues, shooting things that were just not 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 very tight. But man, I I, I could at any day you ask me, I could say Uncharted 2 is possibly on you know among my top 10 games of all time. Um, you know, so 
I definitely think there was improvement in the series as you move forward. So try to see what you think. And if you don't, then that's totally fine. But man, for those of you that, you know, played one and, you know, were, were off put by the controls or whatever it may have been, give two a shot, watch some YouTube videos to get caught up on the story. And, and I'm, I don't think you guys will be, uh, you'll regret it. So I love Kingdom nice. Hearts. You actually wow. just, you just awesome. completely echoed my thoughts on uh, Uncharted 1, and I haven't played the second <laughs> one because of it. It's so much better. Man. Wow. Play it. Play it. <laughs> so yeah, Uncharted 2 as well. I agree. Hell yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Wow. Right on. Well, I guess it's safe to say that uh, that will remain Rusty's favorite game. <laughs> that sounded, uh, that was a very good recommendation. And I'm also jealous that every time you get your haircut, you will probably remember your favorite game of all time. <laughs> That's a great skill to have. <laughs> it's very, it's very. Yeah. Okay, uh, well, that is it for us. This is Kingdom Hearts in terms of what we think, but we weren't the only ones playing this month. So, uh, oh, right. P1, why don't you uh, bring up some of our three-word reviews from the club? Sure. So something we do every month uh, is called the three-word review. So whatever game we're playing, uh, if you're playing along or you've played it in the past or you like the title, you can go ahead on Twitter and uh, using the hashtag CC3WR, leave a three-word review for that game. Uh, and normally we ask ahead of recording time to get these, <laughs> so we have a few to talk about uh, because we're bad hosts. Uh, we didn't ask until <laughs> recording started tonight, so we only have three from Twitter. But uh, I'm going to read, so we have three three reviews from Twitter, and then we'll get them from our guests as well. Uh, I can't wait to hear P2s. Me too. So first up, <laughs> from Musty Hobbit, <laughs> at Musty Hobbit, his is Needs More Leon. Uh, it's a well-known oh, yeah. fact to any Cartridge Club member that Musty Hobbit is a big fan of Squall. I think Final Fantasy VIII's his favorite game, and awesome. I know that he went. He has a Squall cosplay that he wears like twice a month. Um, <laughs> <laughs> next up, that's not a joke. Next I up, you, like. we have Chris the Bass Guy six five four, and he says just mash X. Ooh. He's right. <laughs> <laughs> and. The last but not least from Twitter from uh, Marmel at Five Game Suicide, uh, who either didn't know we were playing Kingdom Hearts or didn't know that the hosts were bad. His is wait, <laughs> say again. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Marmel, if you're listening, we played Kingdom Hearts this month, and the hosts of the show are bad. <laughs> Good thing they're retiring. Yeah, it is. This is we're being pushed out. <laughs> <laughs> And so now I want to turn things over. I want to ask our guests what their three-word reviews are of Kingdom Hearts. And I'm going to start with Josh. Okay. Uh, mine would be Disney Gets Weird. Nice. <laughs> I like yeah. it. I like it. Me too. Rob, what's your three-word review for Kingdom Hearts? All right. My, my BS one is bring on three. But my actual <laughs> one is uh, full of heart. Oh, I like it. I'm going to edit out that second one, though, because you only get one. And Rusty, what What is your three-word review for Kingdom Hearts? Favorite game ever. Nice. Yeah. I should have seen that coming. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I should have seen that one coming, yeah. P2, um, what's your three-word review of Beach? (laughs) What's your three-word review of Kingdom Hearts tutorial stage? Took a lot of time to think about this. Uh... Disney looks chibi. Oh, that's uh, the worst person. I don't even think you know what chibi Leave means. Leave the beach is my new one. Leave, Change it. Leave the beach. Yeah. I love the beach. 
<laughs> Why would they leave? It's a tropical paradise. <laughs> um, and my three review of Kingdom Hearts is good first entry. Nice. nice. That is the show, folks. And I've already closed the outline, so hopefully I can remember how this ends. Uh, if you're listening, I want to thank you for coming along with us on this journey into the many worlds of Kingdom Hearts. I hope you enjoyed yourself as much as we enjoyed uh, recording it. Uh, as well, I want to thank our three panelists for being here. Um, you guys brought a lot to the table, a lot of knowledge, a lot of heart. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm so glad that we definitely had the right three people on here. And for being the th third last show that we're ever going to host, uh, I couldn't have asked for a, a better trio of, of panelists. So thank you so much. I'm going to give each of you one last chance to, to plug yourselves. Josh, where can they find you? Uh, I'm at Frantic Society on Twitter, and I do a weekly entertainment and gaming podcast called Frantic Thoughts. And Rob, where can people find you? Uh, SoundCloud Bonus Barrel. And oh, Rusty. Right, yeah. Oh, no, that's it. No, Rob, you're sorry, done. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter and YouTube at Ari Lewis 2011. I can also do a pretty decent Donald Duck. <laughs> Whoa, that was pretty good. I love it. Yeah. Is that real? Um, so are you going to run for president, Rusty? Because every time I read R.E. Lewis, 2011, I'm like, he's running for president. <laughs> uh, no, maybe next term. I don't maybe know. We'll next see. term. All right, we'll see. You got my vote. and I don't think I can vote yeah. from Canada, but. We'll find a way. We'll find a way. Hey, yeah. uh, P1, P2, I just want to say one thing. Like, Since this is my last time on a cartridge club with you guys on it, you guys made an awesome thing. And even though you're disappearing for a while, which really bums me out, uh, and I hope you come back. Your legacy is going to live on, man. Cartridge Club is, is staying, and it's great. And I really, since my last episode, really happy to have been on some of them. Thanks, Thanks Rob. Rob. You were on some um, big ones, too. In order to make sure that the Heartless don't seep back through the door, P2 and I, unfortunately, have to lock ourselves in. And oh you guys have God. to seal the door from the other side to make sure that we're safe. You're welcome. Sad. I'll do that for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you... If you are new to the club and you're wondering, you know what? <laughs> Kingdom Hearts was a lot of fun. What are we playing next month in May? That, my friends, is the first time we are ever going to play a game in a franchise that has been the most requested franchise since the club started. I made all that up. I don't know if it is or not. But we're playing Halo. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that our first Microsoft exclusive? Uh, oh, no, Alan Wake. Alan Wake would have been. Yeah, Alan Wake. Yeah. And I just thought Halo. it was funny that we're not going to be on the first one. And we're not on that one, yeah. So next month's show will be hosted by uh, Ryan and Musty. They're not taking over yet. They're not. We're not letting go of the reins just yet. It's a trial yet. run. Uh, it's a, yeah, sure. It's a trial run, or I'm sailing all month for uh, no, trial run. for a missile shoot and for workups, <laughs> um, and we I wouldn't be here. So they're taking May. We'll be back in June, though, uh, when we're going to play the Metroidvania indie smash hit Axiom Verge. Uh, which should be a good time. That'll be our second last show. We are getting close to the wire. Mm -hmm. I don't have anything else left to say here, Mark. How do these shows end? We are a monthly show on Cartridge Club. We're not the only show on cartridgeclub.org. Please head over there where you can check out other great podcasts, videos, and blogs, such as Bonus Barrel, mm -hmm. Frantic, Soci Frantic Thoughts, mm -hmm. not Frantic Society. you got to merge those. Make those the same. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> Bonus Barrel, Frantic Thoughts, and Retro Fandango. If you're already a member of Cartridge Club, you can head to www.patreon.com slash cartridge club where you can donate as much or as little as you like, and every cent donated goes to the club. I'm Player One. 
I am player two. CC Unite. Unite. Why would we do that? That's so off. We gotta know. That was, that was up. terrible. That was, do, are we doing it at your pace? drop. Distance. <laughs> Let's try it again. I'm player one. I'm player yeah, two. Really? CC Unite. Come on. Come on. I did it. All right. That's it. Show's over. <laughs>